720 WGN. Hey, it's Amy Guth in for John Williams. Thanks for being with us today. We will keep checking in upstairs to keep you updated on the latest with weather. I see a couple clouds out there kind of looming. So we'll see what's up, but uh, you're going to want to bring that umbrella. That's what I think about that. Lots to do on the show today. Many things to talk about. A little bit later, we're going to be checking in with a political science professor all about that travel ban that's going into effect tonight and making sense of exactly how bona fide relationship is defined in this setting. So we'll be talking about that after the 2 o'clock hour. But right now we have a special guest in the studio, Chelsea Sprayrigan. She is the CEO of Provide, which is a social enterprise that is very, very interesting because it, it provides software to really help child care workers, which is a really interesting topic because usually when we're talking about child care, we're talking about um, how much we can afford or not afford of it or who can go where or the wait list or things like that. But this is really all about the worker, which I found really interesting. Welcome to the program, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being with us today. So so talk us through Provide and um, and how you how you came to be. Sure. So Provide is a new social enterprise and our mission is to help child care entrepreneurs build stronger businesses. I first started becoming interested in childcare in a previous job I had. I was helping people sign up for public benefits like Medicaid and food stamps, and I actually worked with the Union of Childcare Providers in New York City. So in the process of working one-on-one with a number of childcare providers, I saw the challenges that they were facing in their business. At the same time, I was working with working parents in many different sectors like home healthcare, retail, hospitality, and I saw that for working parents, childcare was a huge source of instability and a huge financial strain. So I really saw that the system was broken on both sides, and we're working to address that with our service. That is so interesting. And, and my favorite business stories are the ones that are like, this was broken. I saw this problem. I will fix it. Here's what I'm going to do about it. Um, because at the end of the day, no one likes red tape right? Not, not workers, not parents. Nobody wants to deal with red tape. And as you point out, childcare is such a big issue for workers that you, you know, you have, your kid has the sniffles, your week has just changed significantly. And, and, and that's, you know, then that puts financial burden on the household. And, you know, this, all these things start tumbling downhill. But this is very interesting because of how it supports the childcare worker. And I was looking at your site a little bit earlier, and I, I, learned a lot just just since this has been introduced to me because there's some really interesting data around the um around kind of the just the financials around child care about what they're earning and how many children that are eligible for benefits are not getting enrolled and all that talk us through that a bit if you would sure so there's a number of problems contributing to what i consider a broken child care system on the provider side child care providers earn an average of $23,000 a year despite the fact that they work over 60 hours a week. And for the most part, they have a significant amount of experience and expertise in the work that they're doing. So 60 hours a week, 23K a year, that's not, that's not a great, that's not a great average there. Exactly. So it's not an appealing industry to get into, which contributes to a shortage of childcare for parents. So on the parent side, it's incredibly difficult to access care at all especially care that's affordable. Certainly. And so how does Provide work that out, and how does it help shorten those gaps? Sure. So you mentioned red tape earlier, and that's exactly what we're focused on. Child care providers have very high administrative burdens. So of those 64 hours a week that they spend working, 
on average, 10 of those hours are spent doing administrative work. That's time that they're not focused on educating children. We, our goal is to lower that time that providers spend on administrative work. And in the childcare sector, because they are highly regulated and because they're relying on public funding, that administrative work is disproportionately government-facing. Mm-hmm. So Provide automates childcare providers' government-facing administrative work. And we do that through a software-based back office. And then, so for for if you're a childcare worker and you want to get involved in this and streamline some of this stuff, what is the benefit that is then passed on to parents and kids? So our mission is to help stabilize and build stronger childcare businesses. Right now, childcare providers leave thousands of dollars on the table every year because of preventable administrative errors as they navigate these various government programs and requirements. We think that by increasing the revenue that these businesses bring in, we can stabilize childcare businesses and open up more spots for the families who need them most. And that's going to ripple out for many, many in, in many, many impactful ways, for sure. We are talking with Chelsea Spray-Reagan. She is the CEO of Provide, which is all about helping child care providers do it better and thus helping more parents and kids have access to child care. More in just a bit. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back for more of this conversation on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hey, it's Amy Guthin for John Williams today. Thanks for being with us. Lots of things happening on the program today. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about Chicago as a documentary film hub, which is very, very exciting. We're also going to be making a little sense of the travel ban that goes into effect tonight at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to be talking with a political science professor about that so that it all makes a lot of sense or as much sense as it possibly can. But right now, we have a very special guest in studio, and that is Chelsea Spray-Reagan. She is CEO of a company called Provide that is really interesting. It is all about helping child care providers do so in uh, a much easier way and thus helping more parents and kids have access to, to quality child care. But it's doing more than that. And we touched on this in the segment right before the commercial, Chelsea. And that is um, what's very interesting is it's really looking out for child care providers. And the numbers you gave me were really staggering. This is an industry that's averaging $23,000 a year for at least 60 hours of work a week. That's a lot for very little. I mean, really. So this is tackling that by helping take out some of that administrative stuff. But it seems, and I really like your your origin story that you shared with us about how, you know, you, you saw this issue as a bigger systemic one and, and decided to tackle it in this way. What is that measure for you as you as you go along and, and watch this, you know, watch this company grow? When when and how will you be measuring the impact on that systemic piece of that? That's a great question. And that's something that we've thought about a lot. At a very narrow level, we are measuring our ability to increase child care providers' incomes. We think that that is a key figure that has huge ripple effects on a lot of other outcomes. When child care providers are earning more, their businesses are more stable, they're able to open up more spots for families, it's easier for children to access care, that care will be higher quality, and the parents of those children 
will be able to go to work in a predictable, stable way. So there's enormous effects of improving childcare jobs. And as you pointed out right before the break, um, such a big part of that is interacting, um, a big part of that administrative stuff, that pile of stuff that we were talking about is, is that adds to that 60 plus hour work week is, um, is a lot of government facing stuff is a lot of red tape is a lot of, which is perfectly noble. You want all families to have access to childcare. I think that speaks across all party lines. I think everybody can agree on that. But it gets very tricky when you've already got this very overworked person that's paid very little who needs to then sit down and, what do you say, 10 to 12 hours or 10 to 14 hours doing this important work to get the government agencies on board. Exactly. And our biggest focus within that sort of morass of government programs that providers deal with is the child care subsidy program. That's a program that pays directly for childcare for low and moderate income families. So that money goes directly from the government to childcare providers. But the process of claiming that funding that they've earned is incredibly burdensome for providers. So that leads to them leaving money on the table that they've earned, and it discourages providers from accepting lower income families who pay with these programs and who benefit the most from high quality care. So we wanna make it easier for these providers to accept low-income families who pay with the subsidy, and we want to help the providers who already accept subsidies to get paid for their work. Right, because we don't want childcare to just be accessible to people with a lot of money. Everybody needs that. Exactly. Right? And and I think too, you know, there's there's probably a more systemic uh, path to follow here. Just when we think about who childcare providers are, usually female. It's, you know, another one of those industries that it just kind of um, gets, gets kind of, I don't know, couched in something that doesn't accelerate as quickly or doesn't, um, I think accelerates the word we want, right? Because it tends to be women. And I, I, I know that people are going to go, oh, that's got nothing to do with it. Don't play the sexism card. But indeed, we see this in so many industries that are predominantly female that just it, it kind of that growth area gets stuck because, well, I think there's many reasons much longer than we have. We need hours to solve that one, really. But there's a I think we see people that tend to wear a lot more hats and do it, you know, as opposed to you don't have as many people to delegate. It's a lot of more um, like solopreneurs, that kind of thing. Right. Absolutely. I think that caring jobs are considered women's work often yeah. by society, so that includes childcare, but also jobs like nursing, home health care, and as a result of being considered women's work, these jobs are systematically undervalued. That's why providers, despite doing work that has incredible social value, earn on average $23,000 a year. And I think that's something we need to look really hard at and sure. make some big changes. Sure. Well, there's then that's why you're taking this. Um, you've taken this on, and it's no small task to tackle an entire systemic injustice by any means at all. But um, you have recently gotten an award for this this work. I'm I'm really excited to hear about that. Tell us all about how that came to be. Sure. So. Myself and several of my co-founders are currently MBA candidates at the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business. And while we had thought about launching the company and had taken some steps in that direction for quite a while, we really used the university's Social New Venture Challenge as an opportunity to go all in and officially launch the business. So we participated in that competition and we were lucky enough to take the first prize back in late May, so we're really thrilled about that. 
that's given us startup funding that we're using this summer to build an improved version of the software and reach more providers. That's excellent. That's that's a huge step. I, I mean, we were just in the with the guest before you talking about the the barriers to venture capital and especially when the the stakes are very high. In his case, he was talking about lab based and so some medical and uh, you know things like defense, uh, you know things like that. But but in this case, this is a a, a, a much more um, you know personal and 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 universal at the same time kind of kind of uh, kind of thing. So with that, what all is next for Provide? So we are currently participating in the Polsky Summer Accelerator. That's another program at the University of Chicago, which also came with a little bit of startup funding. So this summer we're really focused on building a version of the software that creates a great experience for providers and helps them navigate the subsidy process that I talked about. So that's where we're starting. And we'll use that as a launching pad to reach providers throughout Illinois. Once we've proven the model throughout Illinois, we plan to go to other states, but we're launching right here in, in our hometown. We're glad that you are. We like things launching right here. And so what is the process if someone is listening and thinking this is definitely something I need in my life? What is that process? And is it, um, is it fairly quick? I mean, I'm thinking someone who's making 23 grand a year and working 60 hours probably doesn't have a lot of time or money or patience to, to do a lot of more red tape. Absolutely. We want to make it as easy as possible for our customers. So anyone who is interested in checking us out can go to provide.care. That's provide.care. We collect a small amount of information about you and your business, and privacy is very important to us. So it really is a very small amount of information. It's the minimum that we can get and still help you manage all of your subsidy cases. So the, the sign-up process, I, I do it with providers every day, it takes less than 10 minutes, and then we'll be on our way to helping you. See, it's, there's a special time in the startup land when the CEO will personally help you sign up for something. So you've got to start early. You've got to do that. And then talk to me, too, about, um, about community partners that you have as you go along with this and, um, and you look to expanding and all of that. And who is that in Chicago, and how do those relationships fold together? Sure. So as we've built our service, we've really wanted it to be something built by providers for providers. Mm -hmm. So we've done one-on-one -on -one interviews and other research exercises with over 45 child care providers. And our community partners have played a huge role in helping us reach those providers. So we've worked with a really diverse uh, group of nonprofits and other organizations, including the YWCA, the Austin Child Care Providers Network, the Oak Park Collaboration for Early Childhood, and many others. And really, without this sort of dense network of existing organizations, we couldn't have reached providers in the way that we have. Well, I wish you nothing but success and luck as you're doing all of this. This is really a really, really interesting thing. And again, I, I, I really, I love to hear the stories of, of companies that started based on a really widespread need, especially when kids are involved, things like that. I think that is so fascinating. So... People will go to provide.care to find more. And as you are, as you're finishing this summer accelerator and on the heels of this big award, we will certainly, uh, certainly be looking for, for so many more things from you and uh, keep watching. But we'll, we'd love to check back with you soon and hear how things are rolling out. That would be great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. CEO of Provide, Chelsea Spray-Reagan. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a little break, get you to news, all that good stuff, back in just a bit on 720 WGN.